1: and perspectives a couple that survives. he's
0: kind of like an imp- impetuous guy and in, in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married
1: what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus
0: hi everybody a starbursts starburst sorry
2: the chomping on a stale starburst. Literally
0: can't even separate my teeth. Like you lose open my one mouth. of those
2: back, in, in molars. No, and pop out of the mouth.
0: No, no. I've never had a cavity though. So,
2: well, you're looking quite spectacular. See, one Thank of you. the negatives about having a podcast that doesn't have a video version of the podcast, you can't see how hot my wife looks right now. Spectacular colors, uh, very springy.
0: Well, I don't uh, think Neil likes it because he was like.
2: Well, Neil's, Neil's you know, he's, he's behind the trends here. He's not old enough to understand what's good and bad. You know what I mean? Oh. That's, that's one of Neil's problems. I said you look bright. Right. But you, I'm colorblind. When, when you, no, but neon is in this season. When you're an old salt like me and you see that, you're like, whoa. That, <laughs> that stuff looks great. Okay, no, so Can I just say something, though? You got.
0: They did like one podcast where they recorded us, like video.
2: Yeah.
0: And never did it again, maybe because we weren't like cute enough or something. Remember?
2: You think that's what it was or it's the fact that I was staring in the vanity camera the whole time <laughs> could that have been part of the problem because you know I don't know I mean, it flamed out Maybe like your White House career i never career. seen a camera I didn't like so uh, maybe that could have been it also for the record I'm afraid of you dunking my head in the toilet <laughs> uh, right. yeah. did we go over that on one of the podcasts we did several right? times yeah,
0: wait yeah. so yeah, we right. have you know, a special know, guest in the studio on my right. wife
2: he had to get an Italian baptism we went through that. That, that we bad. went through that right, right, let's go. we have
0: a special guest in the studio today
2: yes we do should we
0: have him say hi
2: Nicholas you want to say hello yeah, go ahead. Come, come over on, to the microphone come. and say hi.
0: Well, he's on a chair that's he's about a, six feet off the ground, so he's trying to he's get down. He's on
2: a chair, and he, he is also oh. chewing on stale Starburst. Go okay, ahead. Okay, so say something say to
0: the people. Say hi. 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 Say, I'm Nikki Scaramucci. I'm Nikki Scaramucci. I'm my mommy and daddy.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. There he is. What do you
0: want to say? Thanks for listening to what? Thanks for listening. To Mooch and the Missus? No. No. Nothing, ever. He's right, four, but all paying, of a sudden he sounds
2: too. We have to talk to his agent about giving him more pay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, babe, if you, if you weren't feeding him stale Starbursts, you gave him fresh Starbursts, he might have said what you wanted. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not going well.
0: Okay, you take over for a second. I got to get him back so, up on his... He spilled his starburst. Hold so on. So
2: let's, let's let's switch gears very abruptly uh, while we're getting Nikki back on the chair and so he can munch on the Starbursts. Uh, the president... Okay. They sent out a list. They sent out a document requests. They're going to interview 81 people. Uh, thank God. I'll just state the obvious. I looked at the list. I said, "Who?" I missed that bullet too. Not on that list. Uh, but the House uh, Judiciary Committee has gone full-blown uh, crazy. Uh, 60 document requests to the White House and Justice Department. Uh, and they've now decided that uh, Russian collusion is not going to be the name of the game. It's going to be anything Trump-related. Uh, and so... Uh, the question is, is this going to hurt the president's chances in 2020? What say Mrs. Mooch, Deirdre Scaramucci? What do you say? Okay, I'm back the president? from
0: cleaning up The Star massive Earth.
2: investigations on the president, is that going to hurt him or is that no. going to help him? No. Not going to hurt him.
0: It's not going to help him. It's not going to hurt him. I don't know. You know what? Actually, it could help him because, like, for instance, people who are totally in his camp, when people start dissing him and getting on his case they get all riled up and they want to defend him kind of like when ugly people in your office tell you that you're fat and i'm like who are they to talk like i'm gonna go tell them how ugly they're you know what i mean i sort
2: of i'm I'm giving up uh i'm giving up cursing for lent which means i won't be talking for 40 days (laughs) (laughs) and and i'm giving up butter i think because someone (laughs) called me fat today in my office i was very self-conscious about it but it's okay Whatever, I'm, I'm, like I'm the guy to, has get...
0: hair growing out of every, or, every orifice.
2: Oh, my God. I hope to God that no one from I the hope he listens. is listening. No. Episode 24, I'm going to send a memo out to Skybridge employees. Please don't listen.
0: 24 is my lucky number. O-
2: okay, but let's go. Why is that, babe? I didn't know that.
0: Because James was born on the 24th and my dad was born on the 24th.
2: Okay, oh you know, that's a very good number. It's funny because it's also a great number for me. Um, on August the 24th.
0: Can you I, hear me opening I, the Star Wars?
2: Yeah, not really. But All right. on August the 24th, 1991, I bought my first real car. A um, Beamer? But, yeah, yeah, no. No. The Beamer was later. Oh, the Explorer. I bought a Ford Explorer from the Eddie Bauer edition. Eddie Bauer edition. Mm -hmm. It was green with the Palomino interior. (laughs) It was like totally horrifying. (laughs) But I was living the dream. Oh, my God. Uh, She's going down. (laughs) We have to give her the Heimlich gear. She's
0: choking
2: choking on a stale Starburst at the notion of me driving around in the... (laughs) (laughs) She's she's choking on a stale Starburst at the notion of me driving around in the Eddie Bauer Palomino edition.
0: (laughs) No, the best is that he told me... When he picked up the car, he had the John Sakata <laughs> CD player. Yeah,
2: <laughs> how bad is that, right? I had the John Sakata. I had the six-stack CD changer that was in the back, and he had a little remote control button that was corded that went to the back of the car. I thought I was the SHIT because I'm not allowed to curse during Lent. Lentil which, season.
0: Which John but- it's not lentil. Lentils I, are beans. I
2: like saying lentil, okay. You know, some people like saying <laughs> trauma. I like saying lentil. Okay. Oh. My mother calls this thing the week? cash pod. Are you and Deirdre doing the cash pod?
0: No, do you well, remember it's a, it's last a, God, week? It's a podcast. Listen, it's not a cash when I pod. couldn't think of a word that you say so weird. Oh, I no. thought of them this week. We're not on the phone. We're doing a radio show. So I thought of one of the words. You say gone instead of gone. Okay. You say, oh, my God, it's gone.
2: Okay. It's gone. Okay. Say um, it. Gone? Is that, <laughs> like that how you gone, say it? girl? <laughs> like, I don't it's know. It's gone. I mean, Baby, come on. It, it, the, I climbed out of a hole, okay, under a rock, okay? Oh. Just, I'm just happy to exactly. be here, okay? But can we Even go?
0: Nick knows how to say it. Say it again. Gone. Exactly. All right, so okay. can
2: we go to the news, though? A little bit of the news before you. I give you the Heimlich and maybe CPR. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, no,
0: you remember you used to tell me, if you were dying, this is before we were together.
2: What did I say? In the office, you used I to say- said, don't let anybody give me the CPR but you. Yeah. I used to say- But if then I when have... you told me you were going to do it, I was going to fake a heart attack. <laughs> I wanted you to come over and give me the mouth to mouth. No,
0: you know, if you really had a heart attack, I'd run the other way because I'm bad in the situation. Yeah,
2: unbelievable. Okay, so uh, we have little Nicky in the back here. He came home from the hospital and he had a little poop in his pants. And No,
0: he started like projectile-
2: Yes, vomiting, vomiting, and then
0: also projectile pooping and he simultaneously. A, he had a little
2: black poop shooting out of the into the Pampers, That's and, me. and, and, and <laughs> you, you, you were in a full blown panic. And uh, your father and I were like wrestling him to the ground to try to get the poopy out of there.
0: If we only knew now, he's sitting behind me eating a stack of uh, Starbursts. St- he's all good. Yeah,
2: the den at the American Dental Association is calling into the podcast saying, "WTF?" Okay, right, so, so go let's go to the, the news. Go to the Trump. Go to the Trumpster. So we had an interesting call on a Sunday night. We were at DiMaggio's Pizza in yeah. Port Washington. It was snowing outside. The food is amazing. And a call's coming in. It's the White House operator. They say, can you can you, can you, you please hold for the president? I'm like, yeah, great. And then five minutes later, they say, oh, he's got it. you've been big-footed by somebody else more important than you. He'll call you back in like 10 minutes. And of course, 20 minutes later, he called back. What's the first thing he says when he gets on the phone with me? Did you see my poll numbers? And I said, yes, I did. And where are those poll numbers? The poll numbers are at 46%. And so the Democrats should be wary of the following. Uh, people don't worry. like- Worry. Worry. They don't like this nonsense. Weary? Yeah. So, so the president's uh, economy's humming along. The president is reasonably to very well liked by a larger group of people than people think. And one of the things I pointed out to the president on the call on Sunday is that CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News combined under 10 million people watching that on a daily basis. And uh, the local news gives them a pretty fair shake. And the average citizen observing what's going on, they know that the gig is up for the Washington establishment. And this stuff that the Democrats are polling right now, I think it's very bad for the country, and I think it's very bad for the Democrats. And what say you? I, you, you like? Was it? any
0: other president this concerned about poll numbers?
2: Yeah, they all are. They're all. They're all, in my opinion. Uh, you 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 remember Robert Gates at the Salt Conference, yeah. CIA director, former Secretary of Defense. Yeah. Remember what he said? He worked for nine presidents, and they, they were all whack. They were all whacked. He said, except there was one president that he worked for that could have cared less about poll numbers. W right. George Herbert Walker Oh, Bush.
0: H.W. Yeah, mm-hmm. he
2: said that he made every decision, is this in the best interest of the country or not? And they said, it's in the best interest of the country, it's going to hurt your poll numbers. He said, do it anyway. And he lost re-election. He said, every other president that he worked for, hmm. the other eight presidents, they always ask the Isn't question that ironic, is, though? Like, how, how is this going to help me in my re-election?
0: That's so yeah. ironic. Like, yeah. the guy that's trying to do the thing, right thing for the people doesn't get reelected, but right. the people who are oh, focused way, on poll numbers in, are getting reelected. In
2: fairness, and to say something bipartisan, Robert Gates, excuse me, he worked for 10, uh, and two of the 10, uh, Jimmy Carter was another person he said didn't care about the poll numbers, just wanted to do what was best for the country. Both Jimmy Carter, George Herbert Walker Bush, not reelected. Uh, but the president certainly does care about this. He's obviously running for re-election um, the president is saying in his Twitter. You know who's not
0: running, Hill.
2: Well, Hill. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, she's she's not running. Mike Bloomberg said he's not running. You know what Hillary I found Clinton so strange about the, the Hillary Clinton thing? thing? Yeah, tell me.
0: Why would she give an exclusive to News Twelve, the Bronx? Uh, is that well, bizarre? She,
2: she lives in Chappaqua. She probably watches the local news up there on their. She does. I don't watch I don't watch our Optimum local news. Or do you? Cablevision.
0: No. It's too depressing. No, I to but
2: I, I, I think it was an interesting venue to give it. And, and by the way, I, I like that venue for her because, you know, it, it represents what she was trying to say in that interview. I watched the whole interview. She says she's got a grandchild on the way. She has two grandchildren. She loves living up in that area.
0: Chelsea's having another baby?
2: According to that interview. I oh. mean, I didn't see that anywhere else. But, but she's going to have three grandchildren. And... Uh, Hey, listen, if you like Secretary Clinton or you don't like Secretary Clinton, what I like about her is her tenacity. I mean, she goes out there, she gives speeches. She could care less if somebody hates her or doesn't hate her. She gives you her point of view, and it's a big lesson to people, and I've certainly tried to live this way. What other people think about you is none of your business. Go live your life and live it the way you think you want to live it. So.
1: jury is so corrupt.
2: Well, well, I mean, he's not even talking she about got kicked off. I mean, off. the good news about this— the is, Watergate Commission. Not, not even, not <laughs> oh even, uh, he's not even going to be talking about her anymore. So he's got a list, probably. He's checking it twice and he's crossing off the people that he doesn't have to worry about now. And so Mike is one of them, Mayor Bloomberg, Secretary Clinton is another. Um, any other big people on the rise? Vice President Joe Biden. What do you think happens with Joe Biden? Does he run, honey, or not?
0: I don't. I'm not sure. He hasn't said enough for me to know either way. Do you think he is? Well, I think
2: he's exploring it. He's indicated that he wants to run. Right, but I don't think he knows either. I don't think he really knows raising money. My guess is he does not run. Uh, I think that these guys have figured out that they're past their sell by dates now. And our political system is like a wave tank. A wave comes into the beach, you have to be the right surfer at the right time. Jeb Bush, phenomenal candidate in the 90s, probably not a great candidate for 2016. Uh, you need somebody that's going to tap into the palpable consternation and anger of the American public. And so it'll be interesting to see who the Democrats put up against the president. If they go very far left, I think he's that, that more or less increases his chances. Do you think Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, is running?
0: No, he said he's not.
2: Well, he said he wouldn't run if the Democrats pick a moderate-slash-centrist <laughs> candidate.
0: I don't think he's going, though.
2: You don't think he's going? No. To? All right, so I agree with you. I think he's too smart. He's looking at the math. There's no path to the presidency for an independent. Uh, Donald Trump realized that in 2000 when he was going to take the Reform Party nomination, and he looked at it and said, okay, there's no w- no way to win it. Uh, so Hillary's not running. Let's go to this uh, Trump emergency, national emergency on the border, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky uh, is saying that he's not voting with the president on this, and he supports the president and his policy on the wall, but he can't support the use of the emergency powers. He doesn't want to treat Trump any differently than he treated Barack Obama eight years ago or four years ago. What say you?
0: I like that because, honestly, do you want some crazy lefty going in there at some point in our lifetime or our children's lifetime and doing that? For some like asinine thing that they want to see done, you know, I think there really needs to be checks and balances. I need to know that it's going the right direction, like, you know, and okay, there's so people let me, overseeing it, not just like ultimate power saying, no, we need to do this. So I'm going to put an executive order and I'm doing it. Okay. Like, I don't, I think it should just not be an option. Okay. So that's know?
2: traditional uh, check and balance way of thinking. The president responded to that at CPAC over the weekend and said, do you think me not doing it is going to stop a Democrat from not doing it? Uh, or, do, or you think that he his point is that politics has gotten so dirty and so lowbrow now that uh, him not using the national emergency measures here is not going to prevent a Democrat from using national emergency well, measures? Well, it's not to say future.
0: that, but it's just setting, it's, it's opening up that door and it's setting a precedent. So... Mm-hmm the chances of someone else doing it are are less if he doesn't do okay. it. You know what All I mean? Right. So
2: I'm actually in agreement with you on this. I think it's very bad precedent and it's bad leadership for the country, and I would wish the president doesn't go in that direction. Right. But here's something that did happen. Uh, during the Barack Obama administration, in order to get the Obamacare legislation passed, they went to something called the nuclear option, which meant that they needed 51 votes in the Senate as opposed to 60 get a major piece of legislation passed. That worked to the Democrats' favor during the Barack Obama administration. <laughs> it's now working against them because the Republicans are controlling the Senate, and they only need 51 votes to get a Supreme Court nomination confirmed by the Senate. So that's an example where the nuclear option was used, and Mitch McConnell turned to Harry Reid and said, okay, now that you've done it, I'm going to do it back to you when I get power— and so there's an example right, like, of a bad know, precedent ping pong. being repeated. So let's see what happens. They'll do it I find these people because, disgusting, by the way, no. though. I don't know if you do, but I find them disgusting. Do you find them disgusting?
0: I don't like politics, now, Because I'm very naive and I think, oh, I think everybody is a decent person inside, but it's, uh, it doesn't seem like that's really the case. So That's why I don't like politics. It's too eye-opening about human nature.
2: What about the Michael Cohen situation with Donald Trump?
1: He is a sick puppy.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that, I think he feels really wronged by Trump. And so he's saying his piece. I know a lot of people don't like that. I don't, I think you don't like that. But I mean, the guy ruined, no, let me go back. He made choices that ruined his own life, but he was in bed with someone who's, not a great person, which is Donald Trump. So he was led down a slippery slope. He made really bad decisions. And one of the people in the situation is the president and who seems to be untouchable and the other one is going to jail in May. So it's it's just weird that's set up because they were both in it together at one point. You know what I mean? So I think he's Michael Cohen is feeling really, uh, what's the word? not like revenge or payback, but I guess he just like figures he might as well expose him because he's going to jail and what does he have to lose?
2: Um, Well, let me ask you this question, okay? You know, uh, do you think he's a rat? Do you think he's out there ratting on somebody that he worked for for 12 years? I think uh, someone
0: is a rat when they do that to somebody who didn't diss and dismiss them but Trump gave him the royal brush off. And even to this day, he says he wasn't my personal, he he, he says he wasn't his personal lawyer. He was, that was his right hand man. Trump can say it wasn't, but we all know that it was. And he literally turned his back on him, like in one heartbeat. And so no, it's not a rat when the person completely disavows you, you know what I'm saying? Like
2: are you getting rat dispensation here from uh from uh
0: You don't know what wife. I'm saying?
2: I I do. Maureen Dowd pointed out something. Hey, you old. know
0: who's more like Trump is more of a rat than anybody there. He's not ratting on him like he's saying stuff about him that people didn't know, but he didn't come to his aid. He was the first one to to pull the trigger in that relationship, you don't think so?
2: Well, Again, I think what the what the President would say is that stuff that Michael did related to the taxicab medallions or related to lying on his financial statements had nothing to do with him. uh certainly, there were things that happened that do have something to do with the president that now he's being implicated with by michael's testimony but But for me, I think Maureen Dowd captured it better than anybody over the weekend uh, where she basically said, hard to believe that uh the President of the United States would dish." And kick out, uh, dis. some diss, or whatever. When you would are we going to get you
0: to right. learn right. that right. it's not dish?
2: All right, so uh, to diss somebody like Michael <laughs> are Cohen, you mad that kick I said. him, kick He's him. Mad out. That I like the president. It. it seems like the president mm. has a pattern of blowing people up pretty abruptly and severing relationships. As Maureen Dowd said, he goes through bad breakups in his life, um, and so why are you making a face like that? Are you saying I do that? Why are you making a face like that?
0: Yeah, you do. Do you want to say something? Hi. Oh, that's it? you got to be more interesting no, than okay. that. Hi. 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 Bye. Mom, mom, mom. Okay. All right. All
2: right. I don't, <laughs> know, how that, I don't know where that's going. Okay, we're going to have to get you... Uh, we're going to have to get the gonna edit button. We're going to have to get you a better agent. Okay, but, but you know, look. <laughs> here, 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 here's, the, here's the thing that I would say. Uh, um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm not in love with the Michael Cohen... Uh, testimony. I think he could have left it at home. I think it's going to be very bad for him in prison. I don't. I don't think the prison community. Uh, what I know about prison culture and the prison community. I think they're going to be in love with the fact that Michael Cohen uh, did what he
1: did. Uh,
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Uh, let's, 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 uh, let's move on to this climate change lawsuit, honey. What do you think about this uh, lawsuit filed?
0: Mm-hmm. I think they actually have a point. And I applaud these young kids for doing that because it's not fair. I think about it all the time. The other day you were saying to me, you read an article saying that like every piece of, I mean every animal that was pulled out of the sea has plastic in their gut and that's just unfair to them. It's unfair to our kids. It's unfair to everybody that we're just neglecting the planet and the resources that we've been given. So. Nicholas came home from school today and he said that his teachers told him that if we don't take care of the earth, it's going to become, it's going to turn black and everyone will be gone. And it's so true. Mm -hmm. And they're at our mercy. So if we're going to just throw everything in the water and we're going to have, you know, just fossil fuels like exploding throughout the whole land and just we totally neglect Mother Earth. That's that's our unfortunate, like, you know, legacy that we're leaving to our children and our grandchildren. That's so unfair. They have no choice in it.
2: Okay. well, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who obviously gets a lot of press, very talented on Twitter and social media. She's saying that the earth is going to begin the process of dying inside of 12 years.
0: Yeah, But that's the truth. If we don't do something.
2: Well, I mean, there's a lot of scientists that are saying that that's not 100% true, that it's going to die in 12 years. No, no, I think you have
0: it—well, she has it wrong. It's not that it's going to die—and not in 12 years, the Earth will not be around. It's that if we don't make changes between now and 12 years from now, they will be irreversible damage. That will be the ultimate— demise of the of the globe so
2: there's a lot of climate scientists that say that there's no going back from where we are right now that we've set the we've set the right thing but the 12 year too, thing is too is kind of ahead. like
0: we have to do it now between now and the next few years or after that it's going to be a turn where we can't come back from that turn that's what the 12 years uh thing is i don't know i didn't see her i don't follow her right, so
2: I'll, I'll give my two cents <clears> here i definitely think we have a serious problem we have a serious climate problem globally, and we have to figure out a way to address it. Uh, I think that the alarming of the school children, though, I'm not in love with that strategy. Where it's not the,
0: an alarm. You know, they're not like four-year-olds. Oh, you're talking about Nicholas? Yeah. Why? Yeah. They, they're saying take care of the earth. No, I
2: understand that, but I think that they are going out there telling the kids that the earth's going to turn black and all this other stuff. I think it's, it's frightening to a child to tell them that. I would prefer that adults uh, get together and try to figure out a way to fix the problem. Um, and but I, I am now. Well, that
0: was his rendition. I don't know what. The, no, you know, I he understand. Always but tells no,
2: me. I'm, I'm reading a ton about this stuff, and, and and they are, they are using the children now. But I, I think that we have a serious problem, and we have to coordinate globally to resolve the problem. Somebody listening will say, well, then why did the president come out of the climate deal? The climate deal was an optical illusion. It was it was one of those virtue signaling things from governments to say that, oh, we're in agreement on something, when in fact the deal itself wasn't doing anything. If you look at the lockstep rateable change of carbon emissions by industrial companies, uh, countries, the United States is down year over year again, 2017 into 2018. It's going to be down again in 2019. And so here's the one thing I would posit to people – uh, you've got to have a check and balance system in all parts of your life. The Environmental Protection Agency is a check on corporations. In China, since the corporations and the government are in absolute harmony together, they have no check on the environment. And that's why when you go into some of these cities, uh, you see this uh, morose pollution. And so, you got to have a check and balance system. But there's People yeah, but unfortunately, that, it's a different country,
0: sci- but it's the same planet. You know what I mean? No, so, exactly. no, Thanks, they can smell, China. They can smell yeah.
2: China in San Francisco and in Lo- Los Angeles. And it's, I'm not talking about the egg rolls, baby. I'm talking about like the gritty uh, pollution mm-hmm. coming across the Pacific. No,
0: I know. Darling, you know, is the wind
2: blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. <laughs> 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 now he's talking about the new. He Korean is deal. so crazy. And he is though, man. He is funny. Trump is crazy.
0: Oh my no, god. He knows,
2: he knows he's crazy. But the he funny even thing sounds crazy
0: him, saying that he's crazy. No, but he knows Trump he's crazy. Trump is crazy,
2: babe. I didn't see this Michael Jackson documentary. Did you see it yet? No, right? We didn't see it. No, nah, we were so so. They're, they're pretty busy. It debuted on Sunday night. The state is suing HBO. What well, do you I don't understand.
0: So that's what I I don't understand why. Why does HBO owe anything? Like Michael Jackson's estate is suing HBO for breach of contract. What contract?
2: I don't know. I, I don't guess get there that. was some kind of the agreement not to disparage Michael Jackson. Why?
0: But what? Well, like how would that have even cooper- come to be? There
2: was probably some cooperation early <clears throat> on in the documentary, and there was probably some kind of agreement that they weren't going to disparage him. And then they no found, collusion. Then they found a few people that basically said that they were. Uh, well, the- Sexually assault.
0: No, but that's what... Okay, so the documentary, that's HBO and the producers or the, or the, the documentarians are saying this is not a thing about... This is not a, like about Michael Jackson. This is about the two kids that were molested.
2: Well, it's, it's tarnishing the estate of Michael Jackson. It's tarnishing his Okay, image, but can I ask you something? he's a pedophile.
0: Do you think he was? Because I do.
2: I do think he yeah. was, yes. I do think it so, was. He, he, he. Unfortunately, I know a lot about this, having produced the Paterno I, movie. He was a
0: very bizarre person. He
2: manifested a lot of the characteristics that a pedophile has. Uh, but let me ask you this: uh, the fact that he's a pedophile does that deter you from listening no. to his music when See, it's on the radio? See, that's the rating?
0: thing. That's the thing. I don't. I don't know why people again can't separate things, like. Um, Someone said the other day about R. Kelly, okay, he's a crazy person, but I, I, I mean, I still, I'll listen to the song, one of his songs if it comes on, you know what I mean? I'm the same way. I like Michael Jackson's music. I think I always thought he was nuts, and I always thought there was something off about him, but it wouldn't stop me from listening to his music. I mean...
2: Well, let me ask you this. If you were a victim of him or somebody you knew was a victim of him, would that change your opinion?
0: Probably, Yeah. Probably. Yeah, so but, if it was personal but, uh, to
2: you, you'd say, F, this guy. I'd never listen to his music again.
0: Of course. Yeah. But that's because when that's things are personal, on. they hit you in a different spot, you know? So I'm um, not condoning anything he did. I think it's it's very disheartening, and it makes me super sad, and I wish that it wasn't the case, but I I still like his music, unfortunately. I, I can't lie, you know? Okay, switching. It's a abruptly, big part of my childhood.
2: I I I think you're saying what most people think, and that's what makes our podcast, in my opinion, a lot of fun to listen to. You know what? I, I'm
0: actually not even just think, going back to it. I'm not even interested in watching the documentary because, from what I read, it's like very depressing. So, I think I'm not even going to go there. Um, are you going to watch it?
2: I'm not going to watch it. No. Although I will tell you this. I flew back from Miami this morning and watched the Jane Fonda HBO documentary, which I was surprisingly enjoyed, um, and she's a very complex person, and so it was interesting to watch a positive and negative, fairly objective documentary. And so I enjoyed that, but I probably wouldn't watch the Michael Jackson documentary. Mm-hmm. The the corporate- Do you like
0: her more or less now, Hanoi Jane?
2: Um... I'm not necessarily sure if I like her more. I, I'm I, I'm still annoyed by what she did during the Vietnam War. I thought that was particularly misinformed and very callous, particularly as it related to the soldiers over there. I was very impressed with her 1988 public apology in one of her interviews. And so that showed a lot of self-awareness, and that showed a grasp of the situation, the fact that she had hurt people 17 or 18 years prior with her statements related to the war and her statements were related to some of the prisoners of war. You know, she was basically saying that the North Vietnamese had gone lightly on some of these prisoners when, in fact, they were morosely tortured. So so to me, I'm, I'm not uh, sympathetic to her. Uh, I'm, I would tell you that I don't find her to be a popular figure for me, but I did enjoy watching the documentary because there was a lot of context that the documentary in terms of the way she she grew up. You know, her mom was obviously very troubled, committed suicide. Her father was a remote, detached figure who, who remarried and sort of left her alone in a boarding school. And so she had issues like that to deal with as well. What I was impressed with Jane Fonda, now that we're talking about her, is the level of transcendental self-awareness that she has and her ability to remake herself and improve herself. She's a very charismatic figure and she's Got a tremendous amount of self-awareness. So there's a lot to learn from her life. But I'm not in love with what happened during the Vietnam War. Yeah. So that's my 30-second my opinion on her. Now, the, the no income tax. You've got tremendous companies. Uh, Amazon made $11.2 billion in 2018. Um, they doubled their income in 2017. They paid nothing. And income taxes netflix nothing general motors how nothing. is that possible so what they basically do hon is they, they they take their da- tax domiciliary and they move it to a place like ireland or into a no income tax domiciliary and then they source their income into that domiciliary and so
0: That's insane. the way the
2: tax treaties work they don't have to pay any american-based it's so income
0: crazy tax. the the irs is coming after me for like what is it? Like a thousand dollars? Because I'm like, so I, I have no idea. Because we have such confusing taxes. Yeah, no, no. What meanwhile is they you don't. And I these, are, but so they're like nickel and diming some people, and then yeah. some places are just getting away no, with like. Well, what
2: happens? You and I were in a real estate partnership. They had a business in that whatever that state was. I can't even remember. It was Hawaii? I think. It was Hawaii. It was Hawaii. They sold mm-hmm. a uh, a piece of property in Hawaii, and you and I got hit on some taxes uh, derived from the state of Hawaii. It was $3,500. You and I were looking at that like, WTF? Where is this from? Right. We haven't been to Hawaii in, in six years. Right. Um, but, but I wish yeah, I owned real the, estate but in the, Hawaii. But the corporate, the corporate income tax thing is a fiasco for the United States uh, because our corporations, large and small, have figured out a way to avoid the taxes. One of the things that used to upset me about our zero interest rate policy is we lowered the rates to basically zero, and some of our largest corporations were able to take advantage of that and borrow at very low rates, uh, but not invest that money in the United States. They were investing that money in faster-growing areas of the world, like Africa. And so they were benefiting from the zero interest rate policy in the U.S., borrowing in the U.S. capital markets, and putting the money outside the United States. Now, that's good corporate Uh, deployment of capital. It's good resource allocation. I understand why those people are doing it, but I'm just wondering if our policymakers have gotten the incentives figured out appropriately in our income tax code because the fact that these very large corporations aren't paying anything. Now, there's a group of conservatives that say, well, corporations shouldn't pay anything. They're they're just entities, and everything should pass through to the individual, and there should be zero corporate tax. I personally don't believe in that uh, because What the corporations are getting is they're getting some individual protection. Remember why corporations were formed in the first place. A corporation was formed to prevent me, as the owner of the corporation, from going into personal bankruptcy. And so I can form the corporation, Apple Computer, Skybridge Capital. It's now a limited liability corporation, an LLC. That means I personally have limited liability. The teacher so the, is in the so, house. So, so Here they, we go. They, they, should basically the professor. Be, they should basically be paying something for that. And so I think this is a travesty that they're not. Um, okay, what about these tax refunds now that we're into tax season? Wait, seasons, I want to talk
0: about this <clears throat> vaccination stuff. Okay, go. Because we have two little ones and three older ones. And I think this is crazy. Okay. Because it, it, it also... An outbreak was in my hometown, you I know, mean, Rockland County, where I grew up. There was like a gazillion cases of measles. So, don't you find it crazy that people at this day and age aren't vaccinating their children and we're having diseases from like the 1800s come back to haunt us, like okay, from the so, Oregon so, Trail?
2: So, okay, so why is that happening?
0: Because people read stop? this nonsense that, you know, vaccinations create other problems for their kids. I I don't, I think there's so much science behind the fact that that's not the case. You know what I mean? So.
2: Okay. So, so, I mean, unfortunately for me, what this is representative of is the failure of education system, because at the end of the day, these are low information people as it relates to science and they're taking to conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theory is don't allow your child to get vaccinated. They could have a genetic yeah, but what medical
0: doctor is advising a parent well, to no, not vaccinate there, their child? I, I don't
2: think there are many doing that, if, if at all. I think the parents are just electing not to allow the doctors to administer those, those vaccines. Yeah, but if
0: I was a medical doctor, I would, I mean, I don't want to sound so righteous or whatever, but I would say then I can't treat your child because mm-hmm. I don't want to have... That in my office, if your child is sick from the measles, I don't want everybody else to be sick or get sick or be exposed to it because okay, so, you choose not to okay, vaccinate. Okay,
2: so but let me ask you this question. New York State requires you to wear a helmet when you're on a motorcycle. Uh, they also require you to get car insurance yeah, so or auto saying, insurance. so you're saying is that like
0: Big Brother? Is it like too well, much? No, should
2: it be mandatory? Should there be a state, <laughs> a state regulation that basically says that you need to vaccinate your children <laughs> and you need to have a proof of child vaccination? Actually, a, va- a child vaccination corps to live in the state.
0: No, I mean, no, because I think people need to have the ultimate say over what goes into their child's body. But I think it's too much interference, probably. But, you know, it's just it's just a shame. Like, I know people who have had their kids have things th- that they shouldn't have because they were exposed at a daycare or. A mommy and me um, because another child wasn't vaccinated and that's just not fair to the babies, you know? Um,
2: Okay. Well, you just just said now your child not getting vaccinated puts another child or potentially our child in harm's way. Right. Because say your child's a little bit younger and they're not
0: on the same exact schedule. They haven't had that vaccination yet. Now they're exposed to it. Now they have it. And it's like, hey, my kid didn't need to get this. You know, there's a way to prevent it. And- That's like saying, you know, if you don't want to brush your child's teeth, the government shouldn't say, hey, you have to brush your child's teeth. All right, if you want your kid's mouth, you know, to be unclean or your teeth to fall out, that's your choice. But like, that doesn't affect another human, you know? But when it comes to these diseases, Um, it's bad. I think people need to be more responsible. And if they are really fully against it, they need to produce evidence that it's causing some sort of issue or autism or something. There needs to be proof before they can just opt out of of getting these things. P.S. One of my best friends doesn't vaccinate her kids, so that's always a struggle for me because our kids are obviously around their kids.
2: And and they believe that the reason not to do it is-
0: She thinks it causes autism.
2: She thinks it causes autism. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's absolutely no evidence of that. Just can't find the evidence of it. It was a big uh, thing 10 years ago. Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the woman that was very big champion of that. She was uh, dating Jim Carrey at the time.
0: Oh, um, yes. Well, oh, no, she's married now to one of the Wahlbergs.
2: Okay. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny
0: McCarthy. Yeah. She was a
2: very big champion of her that. Her son
0: being, has autism.
2: Yeah, she's blaming it on the vaccination. She said he was totally fine until he got vaccinated, and then there was a seismic change in his personality after the vaccination. So I don't mean any disrespect to her or her son or her family, um, I'm just saying that it's a public health and public safety issue, and obviously we have five children, all of which have been aggressively vaccinated, and myself, I just got the uh, uh, shingles vaccination, um, and I think that's it's a cause good. That's because you're old. That's because I'm old. Okay, thanks, baby. Rub it in. No, honestly,
0: in. I had shingles, so I'm old too.
2: Yeah. OA. So, so, O M G. Let's finish up on like a listener tweet. Uh, Madison Rising. Of course, on. we. We get uh, some questions from Madison Rising often, so if you're listening, Madison Rising, thank you for listening. Do you think people are more capable or less capable of thinking for themselves than they were 50 to 100 years ago, and why? You wanna answer that, baby?
0: Um, I think people have too much information now, so I think it clogs and clouds the brain. What do you think? There's also a lot of subliminal messaging. Um, on social media and online. And I think news is also very biased. So it's really hard to make your own clear decisions or formulate opinions because you have so much incoming information. Um,
2: I, I, I think that they're more capable of making the decisions today, actually. I think that the I just believe that uh, every generation gets more information. I think people
0: are very capable of making the decisions. I'm saying I think the decisions are swayed whether they know it or not. Is what I'm saying.
2: Mm-hmm. That may be true, and I'm also worried about the education gap. The the um, we're finding now when I travel through the country and go to different areas of the country, there's a tremendous amount of uneven education going on in the country in the public school system, and uh, it's unfair because the society is rich as ours. You're never going to have equal outcomes. That's uh, socialism. There's always a great failure to that policy. Uh, People become equally poor, and so it's just a terrible policy. But we should be a rich enough and a strong enough society policy-wise to create equal opportunity. We have to figure out a way to give people that are born in poor areas the same education as somebody that's born in a rich one. So um, I think that. But I do think that uh, it's easier today. And I'll just— I'll end it on this note, since my wife is saying that I'm acting very professorial today. I'll end it on this note. I feel like and it's you a, took
0: me to church. It's a, it's a
2: rhetorical question. If And I'm going to ask my wife this question, and let's get it, the answer from her. If you have two choices, I can give you $150,000 of $1919. That's worth $4 million of purchasing power. But you have to live in 1919. Or I can give you $150,000 of 2019 dollars, which is $150,000 of 2019 dollars, but you you get to live in 2019. So you have $150,000 in 1919 with the $4 million of purchasing power, but you're living in 1919. Or you can live in 2019 with $150,000. What would you do?
0: No, I would rather live in 2019. Okay, tell us why. Because they're like, Cars and televisions and medical care and things like that. Air travel. Yeah.
2: Vacations, mm-hmm. you can feel, so it's very interesting. So when there's a lot when,
0: more at our disposal. So
2: when sociologists and economists ask people that question, uh, invariably over ninety five percent of the people say they would like to live in twenty nineteen. And because well, so, who
0: would want to go back in time?
2: Well, but you think about it. You have four million dollars with the person yeah, but but you but can who, live in a gigantic but, mansion. And yeah, but you, you don't
0: base everything top, on that. You could
2: be at the top of the food chain from a social perspective. Uh, But what you're finding is that 100 short years later, the quality of life for people, uh, poorer people in the United States have gotten richer over the last 100 years. Their quality of life has gotten better. And so it's just an economic rhetorical question to show people that there is progress. And I think that that's true the way people think. Mm -hmm. Love you, babe.
0: Okay, I love you.
2: Look great. I mean, the outfit's fantastic. Thanks. Alice we, and Olivia. we don't have a television show because we could show this outfit off. It's very good. No. Fantastic. With the jewelry and everything. Thanks. Looking very good.
0: Shout Hi. out to Alice and Olivia. H-O-T. Hi. All right. And Nick, you want to say bye to the listeners? Come up off the floor. Say bye to everybody.
2: Nick, you start earning some of the money we're yeah, giving come on.
0: you. Yeah, Bye. You got to pay for those Transformers. Say thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Oh, my God. Is that how you say it? No, say it in your normal voice. Thanks for listening. There you go. All right. All right. See you next week. Follow us on social media. Bye.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day.